0: to Healthy Energy with Margot. In our show, we explore the various ways we can connect to our energy and shift our perspective to create change in our being and in life. Now, here's your host, Margo Nielsen.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to A Magical Monday and Healthy Energy with Margot. Thank you so much for joining me today. My guest today is Frankie Floral, who is my niece, and I'm very excited, Frankie, to have you with me as my guest. So welcome.
2: Yes. Thank you. I'm so excited. I love this. I feel like a
1: celebrity. It's real fancy. You are a celebrity. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to just share a little bit about Frankie. She's a native Canadian who moved to Los Angeles at the age of 18. She began dancing and singing at the age of nine, training in all styles of dance. She toured with her dance company, performing throughout all Canadian provinces throughout 2007 and Frankie, I remember seeing you do, I believe it was Jesus Christ Superstar, and you were yes. amazing.
2: <laughs> Your yeah, energy stood out from the everybody card. there.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you.
2: Since then, yeah, she that was to- a fun production.
1: <laughs> oh, it was, yes. Since then, she moved to Los Angeles and attended the Conservatory of Musical Theater at the American Musical and Dramatic Academy. Her talent and work was recognized during her time at AMDA, and she was handpicked as the student choreographer. Frankie is founder and creator of Floral Choreo, a dance movement aimed to empower all walks of life in order to express themselves in the most freeing way possible. Movement. She has a strong following of students throughout the Los Angeles region for whom she creates and delivers challenging and innovative choreography every week. Frankly, Frankie is constantly looking for ways to empower others through dance. Now, Frankie, you were just up not too long ago in Vancouver for your engagement party. And what kind of inspired me that day was how many people came up and the ages of the people that were there that followed you to your engagement party from your group in L.A.
2: So that's pretty yeah, amazing. Yeah, it was overwhelming, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, it was having, I mean, there was about eight of them. In nine of them, there was quite a few. Um, And, I mean, they're all ages. Like, I've got, you know, students from, you know, 17 to 83, to be honest. So, the groups of people that came, it it was just, it was incredible. The amount of love they showed was ridiculous.
1: Well, that just shows what you bring to them. So... Today, our conversation is the journey of Frankie going to Hollywood and following her dreams. And I thought it would be very cool for people to realize, you know, your dream of going to L.A. and just what it took to get there. So maybe Mm -hmm. you can share a little bit about, you know, being young and doing all the dancing. What inspired you to want to go to L.A.? Well, uh, I I
2: it started when I was pretty young, and um, when I was about, started when I was about nine, and I had told my parents that I really wanted to be a dancer, and you know what I was like at nine, but for everybody else who's listening, uh, (laughs) I was about three times the size of everybody my age, and saying I had two left feet would be kind of generous. Um, I had zero <laughs> rhythm so it was a very ambitious dream and I think my parents were kind of confused but I, I wanted it and I wanted to dance and I didn't just you know, want to dance I wanted to join the competitive dance company so I wanted to go full in um, and I fell in love with it and I was terrible but I never thought I was terrible like it took me until I was actually a good dancer to realize that I wasn't always good and um, And so I just, I fell in love with it. I fell in love with being on stage. I fell in love with performing and emoting and having something to do and a way to express how I was feeling all the time. And it was just a really great community just being around people who wanted to dance. And so the older I got, the more passionate I got about it. And probably when I was about 11, I knew exactly what college I wanted to go to. I knew um, that I wanted to continue this for the rest of my life, but I had no other dreams or ambitions. That was the only one, um, no backups, no plan Bs, and so when I was 17, I submitted myself to AMDA, and I auditioned, and I got in, and I got a scholarship, and I don't know. It was kind of just like a dream come true, but... Also, I never gave myself another option, so it was kind of just like, nope, that was the plan, you know? It didn't <laughs> even seem like a dream. It was just like, no, that's what we're doing, um, and I just had my, you know, I just, I was focused. That's all I wanted in life, and I can't believe that it's been 10 years that I've been here um, because it's been a very amazing journey, but it, it's been a lot of work, uh, and I want to say it's been a lot of work, but it it never felt like a lot of work until I reached the 10 year mark. And then I looked back on everything I had to go through. And then I was like, oh, wow. Like, you know, I had to, I, there was a lot, a lot of struggle and a lot of challenges and um, a lot of stuff I had to overcome. But the fact that I'm still here is absolutely outrageous. And it, and now I can actually say it's a dream come true.
1: That's awesome. So, Frankie, maybe you can share yeah. a little bit about how you were able to stay focused on your dream and mm-hmm. motivated in in the face of some of the challenges that you had. I mean, moving to the states from from Canada is not always an easy thing to do, is it?
2: No, no. Absolutely. <laughs> it, actually, that was to be honest, it's that was probably one of the biggest struggles, uh, especially because I didn't quite understand why it was such. It was so. Hard for me to work, you know, in America. I'm like, I don't understand. I'm your neighbor. Why do I have to go through all this? And, you know, when I was 20, I had to hire immigration lawyers and, you know, I had to go work these sketchy jobs and I was doing, uh, you know, audience work and I was trying to do everything to get paid cash and pay these lawyers. And, you know, you're paying $600 a month to pay some immigration lawyers who tell you that they can't really help you. So, um, it, that, it hasn't been an easy process, but for some reason (laughs) I was just very determined. And I said to them, whatever I need to do, um, I will do like, however I need to make this work, like however much money it costs, I'm going to continue to do it. And I gratefully got a job as a manager at a restaurant in LA that was paying me very well. And uh, it just happened upon me. One day I decided, you know, maybe I should get like a real job that'll pay for support my dream. And I ended up getting this manager position that paid me a good amount of money. I didn't have a car. didn't have anything fancy. I was paying rent and that was it. And all of my money went to paying my immigration lawyer. (laughs) And honestly for those three years uh, I was working and I was barely focused on my craft and I was just trying to focus on staying in the country which I did gratefully um, and it was incredibly difficult and I but that was it was just my it's just what I wanted and I know my personality I have put my mind to something and I'm very set on it um, and staying in LA was kind of the only option I had. And I come from, you know, I come from an incredible family, but for some reason, there was no option to fail. And if I had to move back to Vancouver, that was failing for me. So I didn't give myself an option. I pretty much, you know, drew all straws and made sure that I made it happen. And I believe in the universe and I believe in positivity. And I just, kept affirming that I was here and I was here for a reason and that I'm here for a greater purpose. And I want to, I want to stay, I want to fulfill what I came here to do. And gratefully I did. <laughs> That's amazing though. I mean, that,
1: that in itself is you had a dream, you had that goal and no matter what you were sticking to it. And I think sometimes people waver along the way with that, right? Right. Whereas you Absolutely. just you hung on and you did what you had to do and it's good for you. Like that, that to me is an amazing yeah. and inspiring story just in itself of I'm going to get it regardless. And I totally believe in the universe and putting it out. And sometimes we're tested as to, are you sure you really want this?
2: Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so in those three That's years, you true. didn't do
1: much, much dancing.
2: No, no, I honestly, I was, well, cause I can when I came out here, I was actually, I was acting, um, I was dancing and I was, do- I was doing mostly a lot of acting stuff because for some, I felt like that's what I wanted. That was my past. So during those three years, I was auditioning. I wasn't dancing. I was auditioning for TV commercials. Um, I had an agent. I was, I was pretty much doing the LA life. Cause we all like to say, <laughs> when you meet someone in LA, 90% of the time they're an actor and that's just, that's what we got around here. Um, and I thought that's what I wanted. So during that time, that's what I was doing. And at that time I had, you know, a very, I had a pixie haircut and I had this whole look, this whole vibe going on. And so I was, <laughs> you know, very typecasted and I, I just got worn out by the LA acting world because, um. You know, you go into an audition, and you stand there, and they're like, okay, hey, thanks, next, and you didn't even get a chance to, you know, act or show your craft, and for me, it was just a very draining system, and I felt it was very corrupt, and it was all about image, and it took me three years to really go, I don't think this is the life for me. I want to do what I love, and that was dance, and that's when I actually, the end of those three years is when I, started researching all these studios and I was like, you know what? I think I need to start teaching again. And that's when it, all that's happening now sparked, which was now six years ago.
1: So you just started applying to different dance studios and getting in and then you you got hired to teach. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I actually, the studio that I'm at right now, um, LA dance Fit, which is where I've been for about six years now was the first studio that I reached out to. Um, and I didn't reach out to any other one. This was the one that called my name and I said, (laughs) I don't know, there's something, something about this place. It's like, I'm vibing with, um, and so I reached out to them and they got back to me within a day. And so I just felt like everything, the stars were aligning and I started actually subbing there. So I was subbing classes whenever they needed, uh, someone was out of town. I was just, I was there. And that's what kind of sparked it. I started with one class a week. Um, they were enjoying my, uh, the way I classes, So they gave me a class. And that's actually when I created my very first class, which is called uh, Thumpin' Burlesque. And it was choreography-based, like sexy, jazzy hip-hop class. And that's where I started. Once a week, I was still managing this restaurant full-time. And now I had this, like, the side hustle dream that i wanted to fulfill and work on and uh that class that one class then turned into two classes and turned into three classes and then next thing you know i'm teaching seven days a week and i left the restaurant business and i've been dancing teaching choreographing full-time since.
1: that is awesome you you yeah. uh you know how to put it out there, girl. I like it putting it out, following the well, energy of something and creating it.
2: Yeah, I, I feel if the world knew who my mother was, they uh, they would <laughs> totally get
1: it. Yeah, and well, your mom, April Floral, has been on the show as well, and we we, yeah. we talked about loving the skin that you're in, and yes, you are definitely a product of your mom in a way, Frankie. <laughs>
2: mhm. Yeah.
1: No, of of putting it out to the universe
2: yeah she's taught me well and I feel like I was raised in a way where it was just like what do you want like go get it my parents never made they never gave me a dream to have they kind of let me create my own dream which I feel is really amazing like they wanted me to be whatever I wanted to be and I think that freedom just really allowed me to create my own world and what I wanted was really what I wanted so I worked I worked hard towards it because that was it. And I didn't want to let anyone down and I didn't want to let myself down. I wanted to just do everything I was capable of. And here I am. And
1: look how world, where are you going to be in the next 10 years, Frankie?
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. And this next year, 2019, I'm getting married. It's ridiculous. It's, I, I honestly can't believe it. It's just going by way too fast, but We've I've reached the ten year mark in LA and I never I, I didn't know that I was gonna be here this long because ten years when you're eighteen sounds like forever. Um, it does. But it does. And so the next I mean this next year is gonna be really packed. I'm I'm actually now adjudicating a bunch of competitions across the US. So I'm gonna what be does adjudicating and hopefully and parting. Yeah, I'm going to be giving wisdom to some of these young dancers, and I'm really excited about that, because, um, you know, this I right now, the world kind of, I feel like, needs a little more positivity, especially in the dance world, and I feel like I'm a good person to kind of help encourage the kids, because I come from, you know, a different world, which happens to be Canada, which is apparently very different from the U.S., even though we're neighbors, and... I'm excited to just humble people a little bit and let them know it's not all about image. So it's really exciting. (laughs) I'm looking forward to next year traveling and, you know, giving some of my Canadian goodness to all these people. Hopefully they'll enjoy it. (laughs) That's awesome.
1: Frankie, we're going to go to a break. Can we come back? I want to know what the word adjudicating means.
2: (laughs) Oh, yes.
0: of your dreams listen every thursday afternoon at 6 p.m eastern time and 3 p.m pacific time on the voice america health and wellness channel tune in to the wellness connection for the latest and most comprehensive information about health and wellness topics from natural health and green living to regulation political views and legislation each week, hosts Peter McCarthy and Rodia Gleese interview renowned experts who will answer questions and provide the keys to your better health and better life. Listen for The Wellness Connection, live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and Noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Healthy Energy with Margot. We'd love to connect with you on the program today. Call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to healthyenergy at shaw.ca. Now, back to Healthy Energy with Margot. Here again is Margo Nielsen.
1: Welcome back to Healthy Energy with Margot. So before we went on a break, Frankie, you were going to, or I'd asked you about what does adjudicating mean?
2: Yeah, well, um, adjudicating, what I mean, especially in the dance world is where there's a panel of professionals, and we watch these competitions, and we judge The routines, the dances, the dancers. Yeah. So pretty much we sit there and we're the ones who accumulate the points or, you know, decide if her toe is sickled or not. Or if her jeté, her legs were straight and extended or if she had personality or if he, you know, gave the pizzazz that was needed. So we're pretty much the professional panel that's there to help you be a better dancer and kind of grossly judging you and then giving you prizes based on who we think is best. But, um, I mean, the way, the way I'm looking at it is uh, a good way to educate all the kids that are in the dance world and how to better them as dancers. And if they want to continue that as a profession, I feel like being an adjudicator is a great way to help them kind of fulfill that with positive feedback.
1: Cool. Cool. Now, are you teaching elsewhere? Like, are you traveling to teach as well?
2: Yes. So I've been, um, I actually have been signed with a manager who is a good friend with Confirmed Talent. And she has been booking me across the U.S. to teach intensives and master classes, which I just started this year. And it has been so inspiring to go into these studios. I was in South Carolina and I was in Colorado this year, and it was amazing. Like, it was so fun for me just to go into these studios and see how excited, like, these kids get to have somebody from LA. Like, it feels so fun, and I, you know, you just don't want to disappoint, and um, yeah, it's been really cool. So, next year, I'm going to be traveling even a lot more, and you just go and you stay the week and you do these camps with these kids and you teach them all kinds of styles, all kinds of routines. And I mean, it's really not work. I can't call it work. It's just, it's, it's fun. It's really fun. I'm having a good time with it actually.
1: That's awesome. Now, are they all different age groups that you're teaching?
2: Yeah. So they range from about five to 18. So I'm teaching all the spectrums, and pretty much all the levels, so from intermediate to advanced. uh, But majority of these kids are competition kids. So, they're the kids that would be performing in a competition where, say, that I'm the adjudicator, this is what they work towards. So, they pretty much work all year, um, you know, to create pieces and content to compete and then be judged and placed. Um, So, these masterclasses and these intensives are pretty much to get them like geared up for competition season. So usually they're held in the summer and it just gets them like really fired up to to dance and to really just be the best that they can be and get ready for the competition season. And also, you know, just like give them the confidence they need because it can be very, can be very overwhelming to go into these competitions with a bunch of other kids that, barely even go to school that they're dancing so much you know and um so yeah so I'm teaching all levels all people all competition kids so they're dancers but they're definitely all levels
1: good for you you've really really like branched out in that way
2: yeah to be able to get yes I I am I'm enjoying I'm enjoying it because I don't do well when I do the same thing for a long time and so it's it's given me more appreciation for even my home base in LA, like my students here in LA. Traveling around the U.S. a little more is just giving me a little more culture and it makes everything a lot more fun. I like to kind of dabble in a lot of things. So it's the fact that I get to still dance, but it feels very different with everything I'm doing. It's been really encouraging and it keeps it fun. I mean, it's been, you know, 10 years and my body, I feel like, can only take so much. So <laughs> it's definitely fun <laughs> and
0: different. Well, when you're doing it that much, you know. I mean,
1: even in me talking to clients that do physical work all the time, right? It's that same—you're mm-hmm. moving a lot, right? And if you're dancing seven oh, days yeah, in, that's a lot of, a lot of going. Oh yeah, and I also oh, yeah. go on it's, wanting it's, to yeah, have the variety of stuff to do as well. I mean, in my own business, that's where I like to work from home and go into corporate places. And just it keeps it fresh and different, right? Oh,
2: yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It keeps it fun. And it keeps your passion alive for it. You know, you don't want to ever get bored with what you're doing. And that's my thing with dance. And I realized that I just I never want to get stuck. And I never kind of want to resent what I'm doing. And, and I realized with teaching the kids, it's been really great for me just because dance was never something that came easy to me. So I feel like I have a lot to offer and not just skill wise. I feel like I have a lot to offer with confidence and that's what I'm focused on a lot right now with the kids that I'm teaching and also with the adults that I'm teaching. It's just, I want to build their confidence and let them know that you don't have to, you know, kick your, face with your foot in order to be a dancer like dancer comes from within and it's not always skill it's personality and it's passion and it's confidence and it's it's the ability to really want to do it so um so that's been really fun for me this year is being able to really share that with people uh especially kids um and just give them the confidence that I gave myself
1: (laughs) Well, I think that's good to be able to have that. You know, sometimes they say when we go through those processes and it's a little bit harder, then we have more to teach and share from a different Mm -hmm. level than somebody maybe that it all came very easy to. Oh, yeah.
2: You have that more of an understanding mm -hmm. of them.
1: Yeah. So I'm curious, how long does it take for you to choreograph a dance?
2: Ooh, um, it it depends, but I... (laughs) I currently teach seven days a week, um, and I create six new routines a week, and, and I've got it down to about 15 minutes to choreograph a piece. Really? I feel like, I feel like it's like <laughs> rock star level, but then there's sometimes that I'm choreographing stuff while I'm sitting on the 405 in traffic, so that's a winner, too. Um, uh, yeah. But it's, it's gotten a lot, I mean, listen, some days it comes to me in my sleep and some days I'm sitting there going, whoo, I need to be inspired today. So there is, every day's different, but I've kind of got it down to a science now. Like it's, it's coming a little, comes a little easier because I have to do it so often, but I, I mean, I still, I, I still go and take classes. I still learn and I still take classes with the professionals in LA as well, just because I want to make sure that I'm up to date and that my choreography is fresh and I'm kind of being the best person I could be for my students and I don't go stale. So it's, um, it's always a work in progress, but it's definitely gotten, yeah, I'm about 15, 15 minutes for like a good, a good piece. Yeah.
1: That's cool. Now, do you practice it or do you just kind of get a picture of what you're going to do and know that the moves will go together?
2: No, I'm like, I'm very, I, I like to be very prepared, so I will, I'll choreograph it, and I will do it a few times with the music, make sure it fits, and then I have this really great system where I yell at Nick, and I say, hey, can you watch this and tell me if it looks good? Um, and then I get the thumbs up from him, and then I actually just record it on my phone so I don't forget it in the 45 minutes it takes me to drive to class, and then that's that.
1: Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah, I always yeah. wondered, you know, when people choreograph things, does it take them a long time or do they just kind of have a have a thing right. going on? <laughs> yeah,
2: and sometimes there's a vision. Sometimes there's like this, you know, you wake up and you're like, you've got all this movement and you're like ready to express it. And there are some days where, you know, I'll choreograph like 40 seconds and have to take a break because I need to like, you know, I need to just chill on it for a second and and figure out what else I want to do with it. So it's you've definitely got to be, inspired and that's why I'm still uh, that's why I have to take class because you know when you walk into class and that's with any profession you just feel so much more inspired um, by everyone else's craft
1: well I think you learn something from from different people I mean in in what I do Mm -hmm. I still take classes and I like trading off with people just because they might do something that hey I like that I'm going to do that now Yeah. (laughs) right so it's just that Mm -hmm. whole kind of flow of energy between everybody right
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it also teaches you what you what you want to keep in your classes and what you don't want to keep in your classes. Like, you know, there's been quite a few classes where I've walked away not feeling great and not because of I couldn't do it, but because I didn't love the energy that the teacher was giving. And so it just, it teaches you no matter if it's a bad class or a great class, I'm always learning what to do and what not to do or what I like or what I didn't like and don't want to bring that into my class environment so it's always I mean whenever you take any sort of class I feel like it's always positive even if it sucks
1: well because you well you're learning one way or the other like you say whether you want to bring that in or no you're learning what you wouldn't want right so both ways yeah. both ways can be very helpful no matter what you're mm-hmm. doing in life Absolutely. So good for you. Now, how many classes, you say you teach seven days a week, are you teaching like one class a day or more than one a day?
2: Um, I have about, I'm doing about two a day. Um, And then I have private clients as well. So these are people who, um, I've got a whole range of people who want to either work on becoming a better like adult who want to become a better dancer in class. They want to be able to follow along. I have those, or I have younger kids who want to get better for their studios, or I have like a huge range of people. So I teach all the classes a couple a day as well as our private throughout my day.
1: That's busy.
2: Yeah, it, it's. <laughs> It definitely is busy. I wake up sometimes and I'm like, I think someone needs to roll me out of bed and like roll me into a hot shower, throw some Epsom salt on me and call it a day. It's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot.
1: Well, that's where you say you have to take care of your body, right? In the process of that.
2: Absolutely. Yes, I've been, uh, I've taken on yoga now that I've been going religiously to and I am even for being a dancer I am terrible at it I'm not very flexible but it's been really good for me as far as stretching and also just like the whole mind and body I, it, this year especially has been uh, a big year about self-care it's probably been been the hardest 20, and 28 has been a very uh challenging year for me and um I've, I'm just learning a lot more about self-care which has been really nice And my eyes have opened a lot to meditating and taking time for you and learning that it's okay not to do everything because I always am the yes person. Yes, I'll do that. Yes, I'll do that. So I'm learning to say no to things. I'm learning to take care of myself. I'm learning to take care of my body, take breaks, take time off. So self-care 100% is very important. And I always say to myself, if I'm not, if I'm not going seven days a week, I would be miserable because I like to do lots of things. So it makes the breaks feel a lot more precious and delicious. And um, I have a lot of fun. I work hard, but I, I play a lot. I was home six times this year alone. So it's been, I definitely <laughs> play hard.
1: That's awesome, and it's it's an awesome message for people to be able to do self care and take care of themselves. However, that is right, whether it's Mm -hmm. you know yoga. Yoga to me is very important as well. Just stretching out the body, especially for you as dancing, you need to have the flexibility and the strength in there. So that's good that Mm -hmm. you are doing that now. (laughs) Before you know, yeah. I think for everybody, I know before it's too late. (laughs) Well, I, I didn't quite want to say that, but you know, it's, it's, it's just such an important message that yes, have the dream, go for it, work hard and take care of yourself in the process because exactly. nobody else can do and that. I, for you.
2: Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm all about, I, you know, I'm all about preventative care. Um, however it is, you know, I make sure I mask my face and I moisturize and I'm trying to take care of my body so that, you know, it doesn't all just fall apart the older I get, it's just gonna, I'm learning to take care of it. So it's, it's it's a natural thing for me as I get older, that taking care of myself is just something I do. Well,
1: and I think that's important to teach your dancer, you know, the people that you come in, it's not just about the Mm -hmm. movement, but it is the whole kind of picture of of taking care of you as you dance and learn to be more confident. And all of that kind of kind of plays together, right?
2: Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you gotta I mean, you can only give so much if you're not taking care of yourself. So it's, it's a very important message, and it's one that I will continue to spread wherever I go for sure.
1: Very good. I like it. Yeah. It's a it's a yeah. whole pro. It's a whole kind of package deal in that way, right?
2: I know. It it really is. I was just I was I had a side note. I just realized how Canadian I sound when I'm talking to another Canadian. People tell me this all the time, and I never realize it, but whenever I get on the phone with someone who's Canadian, all of a sudden, I'm back to my roots. I love it. What's the difference? It's like, uh, hard to explain. Like, everything's a little shorter, and the O's are pronounced like, okay, everything's a little more (laughs) rounded. (laughs)
1: Sure. We haven't done the have A, though, you know? <laughs> oh,
2: that's funny. Oh, Yeah, it's, I love it. I love it so much. I love hearing your voice. It just makes me miss home. Yes. It yeah, so it's
1: fun. We're going to go to a break, Frankie, and then we'll come back, and maybe you can tell us more about your company, Floral Choreo.
2: Yes, I would love that.
1: Cool.
0: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Addiction can affect our relationships, our families, our home, and work lives. But most importantly, ourselves. The recovery process can do wonders in the lives of people suffering from active addiction and also for those that love them. It's not just 12-step programs, but so much more. It's learning how to live life on life's terms. If you can relate to these issues or love someone who does, start with yourself. Start by tuning in to Miracles in Recovery with host Ray Lynch, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Hope is in your corner. Sometimes it just seems that nobody understands. There's one individual who can help. If you're living with somebody who faces challenges such as autism, Asperger's, or other exceptional needs, you'll want to tune into Solutions and Strategies with Dr. Sean, Living the Challenge. Together, we'll uncover a variety of solutions to the challenges faced by individuals, their families, and teachers. Listen live
2: every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern, on Voice America Health &
0: Wellness. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. listening to healthy energy with margo we'd love to connect with you on the program today call us at 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 or send an email to healthy energy at shaw.ca now back to healthy energy with Margot. here again is margo nielsen
1: welcome back to healthy energy with margo so Frankie, tell me about your company and your creation of Floral Choreo.
0: Yeah,
2: um, well, Floro is my last name, which is a very easy thing to rhyme with Choreo. Uh, and I, I, when I started teaching, I, I didn't start with a brand. I didn't start with a company. I just started with me, Frankie Floro. Um, and the more I was teaching, I... I had realized that I had a special way of teaching. I, I felt like I connected with people on a different level. And I, I wanted to bring my group of students and everybody else who needed kind of a place to be and a home to come under this like one umbrella. And I needed, uh, I, I wanted a name. I wanted a brand. And I was humming and hawing over it for a while. It took me about two years of teaching uh, to really come up with something good. And one day I was actually sitting in my Hollywood studio apartment and I was like, oh my gosh, I have the best name. And it was like, just like, bing, 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 floral choreo. And I, all my, all my classes are choreography based. So there's two types of dance fitness right now out there. Pretty much a follow along class, which is like Zumba, uh, where you just, Copy what the instructor is doing. You just follow along. You follow them, and then there's choreography-based classes, which is what I do, where you teach them a routine to say a specific song or there's a you know set of steps that you learn together and then do it all together. So it's a lot more intimidating. It's a lot scarier because they need to memorize these things and you work on your brain function and and musicality so um, all my classes are choreo- choreography based and I was teaching five days a week at this point and it just felt like a fitting name for me because that's what I that's who I was and that's what I did I am Floro. I do choreo so it just felt very fitting and as soon as I branded Floro choreo it was just a lot of doors opened up which is so weird but When you have a brand in L.A., it really separates you from a lot of people, and people were able to connect a lot more, and so under my Floral Choreo brand, pretty much it's just bringing like-minded people together, Um, you know, everyone who has a love of dance, whether you are experienced or not, you just come together, you take classes, you build a community, um, you have fun, and you take as many classes as you want or you don't want, and you just, you know, you build that community with each other, and I have my Floral choreo base, and I call all my students my ninjas. So, um, <laughs> yes, we've seen y- little videos of your ninjas. <laughs> oh, yes, I know. And so, under the Floral Choreo brand, we call it the ninja movement, and um, they're all my little hi ninjas. Um, and you know, every month I do a featured ninja and I shine the spotlight on one of my students who's been working really hard and who's been dancing their booty off and having a really good time. And also not just dancing and doing all that, but also being like a really good member in our community. And that just means like saying hi to someone in class or being encouraging or clapping for each other. Um, So I look for a lot of that as well when I do a featured ninja. And um, so yeah, so this, this floral choreo brand just kind of blasted all of these other things like the ninjas and my ninja movement and it was it's nice to have this umbrella because now people are like oh what do you take oh i do floral choreo what's that oh it's hip-hop bump and burlesque it's broadway it's like a vast majority of classes that are taught by me that are choreography based so it's um yeah it was kind of a really fun name which is very it overwhelming is that my name will not be Floral anymore as of 2019, but I'll still keep it. <laughs> <don't>
0: know, <laughs> You're I, branded
2: as I'm that. You could name. be
1: Frankie Floral, yeah. and then what's Nick's last name?
2: Uh, it's Baird. Baird. It's like, I'm, I'm now going to be Frankie Baird. I feel like a 1920s newscaster or something, but that's okay. Well, you can keep the floral in though. <laughs> but, oh yeah. I, I mean, I've worked this hard. Trust me. Homeboy is not taking this from me. I am Frankie Floral <laughs> till I die.
1: <laughs> it suits you. And it's, it's, I don't know. It's. It's neat to hear the umbrella of what you do. It's not just somebody going for yeah. a dance class. And coming out and I didn't know that about follow along and choreographed because I I did Zumba once so that was a follow along and then I think Peter and I tried to do um oh ballroom dancing I wasn't very good at that though
2: I don't like to be I like to be the leader yeah yeah that is very strict dancing but I mean yeah there's definitely a big difference and there's also a big there's a difference with the people who will take it and choreography is a lot harder and it's a lot more complicated and people have to be willing to challenge themselves and they have to be okay with failing. So I feel like the students that I get are really great people because they've already decided that they want a challenge. They've already decided they wanted to do something exciting and different. So I get a really fun group of people because they're a lot like me. I like a challenge. I like to do things that are fun and crazy and weird. And so I've just kind of created this fun group of people that are just like me and whether they're dancers or not, we're all just having a good time. And it's nice to see a lot of these people come together and be friends. Like a lot of them meet in class, meet in my classes, and now they go on trips together. They're hanging out all the time. They're best of friends. And it's just—it's really cool to see what a community can do, especially for other men and women and bringing them together and just creating these bonds in this community and friendship it's just been it's really it honestly is very overwhelming like it's it's there's so much love that it's crazy i sometimes sit back and go wow that is really cool what's happening here is just really really awesome
1: that is awesome and it's nice to have that community within people and and see them hooking up and um, it's amazing how much we all do that in, in different ways, but just I know that feeling of community and when people get together and they're hanging out and you were the orchestrator in that way to bring them together and, and inspire them. Like That's, that's just amazing, Frankie.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's, uh, they, they inspire me just as much as I inspire them, so it's really cool. I have, I have one student who is 82 years old, Awesome. Um, and she, uh, still teaches like Pilates classes and she still takes like seven dance classes a week. And she is just like the most amazing woman ever. Um, and so there's like, you know, it's these, everyone inspires me. They'll say that I inspire them, but it's like such a joke. I'm watching all these moms with like four kids and jobs and dancing and husbands. It's like, it's, it's really amazing.
1: Well, and it's good to be as the teacher to be the student at the same time and to learn from them and be inspired. I mean, I always look at when clients come to see me and I'm listening to what I'm saying to them, and I'm thinking, "hmm, I think I'm talking to me too, right? It's just we're <laughs> yeah. all to, we're all together in life that way. And the more we oh, can yeah. support, connect and I don't know, inspire the confidence, I think it's 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 important. That community. I think yeah. the more people can belong to a community than they don't need to feel alone and they can get out there and mm-hmm. do whatever it is. I mean, we had gone to a dance group with somebody that Peter knows, and it was all about anybody from any age and wear any clothes you want to perform the dance. Mm-hmm. And it was just, again, it's like you, it's helping people to become confident and to be able to move. And it doesn't matter how good you do, it's the fact that you're there and you're actually having fun and keeping your body young. I mean, an 83-year-old to be out there doing that, that's pretty amazing.
2: Right, yeah. No, absolutely. And that's just, it just shows you, you know, what what happens when you decide. I, I personally feel like sometimes people reach a certain age and they have this belief, like, I can't do that, or, you know, you become very stubborn as to what your limits are or what you can and cannot do. Mm-hmm. And I, I just... I applaud everybody who breaks down those barriers and just does whatever the heck they want to do. Um, I feel like that's, that's the best way to age, personally, is not really given, and you know what? Um, and it's, yeah, I, it's really cool to see that someone who decided to, you know, do a burlesque class at 80, you know, she was <laughs> 78 when I first met her, And she's, you know, like, dropping her booty down to the floor, and she's, like, doing floor work, and she's, like, twerking, and I'm just, like, living my (laughs) best life watching her. And and she's, you know, she's in her 80s, and she's still doing the same thing, and she just looks as good, and she's happy. Like, she lives her life, and she's happy, and I feel like that's what all of us should be doing, finding something that, you know, gives us joy, because... We got one shot at this life, so it's, you might as well do whatever the heck makes you happy and who cares what age you are, what gender you are, and how good you are or not. It's just get out there, have fun, and do what you want to do.
1: So true. So very true. So do you have more uh, women than men?
2: I, I do, yes. I have more women than men, but I do have quite a few men, um, which has been very cool, It's it's been a very interesting process because having it's very strange being a female hip-hop choreographer and instructor. um, It's been a journey. People see this little white Canadian girl and they don't automatically want to take a chance on me. Um, And so the group that I've kind of created are the ones who are like, who have really tested me out so whenever I get like men in class especially I'm just like so jazzed about it because they're there really for for the choreography and for the fun and for who I am um and I just watch a bunch of these you know sexy Zumba instructors and stuff walk on by all these men and these women you know dancing and throwing their tops off and looking all sexy and I tell my students how come no one's in crop tops for me what happened (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, there's no need to impress me in that way, which is very cool. Uh, But when I have guys in class, I get very excited. And there's like some fun ones. I've got, you know, my flashback funk class is uh, a choreography class to like old tunes um, from 80s. Uh, And I get a lot of fun guys in that class, which is really cool. Um, Whenever I see guys, I'm just I'm like really excited because they're coming into a room full of women and they don't care. So it's really fun to see that.
1: It's cool when you have the men in there. I just took a body class and we were four men in the class and four women in the class and one male instructor. And it's, it just brings a different energy when they show up. Mm-hmm. All, all is good, yeah. but it's just, it just brings that different energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, even going yeah, over the it last. It
2: draws it down. And I'm also a very, I, I always feel like I'm, I'm more masculine sometimes, especially when I'm teaching. There's a lot of males that teach at the same studio as I do and I, feel like they're so much sexier and more feminine than me and so when you come take class with me I have more of that masculine energy so when guys are in class it's also really fun but I feel like they feel very welcomed because the movement's more suited for their body type or for what they want um and uh yeah it's just total different energy and the girls love it like you know the group the the community we've created they're so encouraging so whenever there's a guy it's like They're like, oh, my God, who are you? What's your name? Welcome. Come here. Stand here. It's just, like, so great.
1: That's cool. How many people come to a class?
2: Oh, it depends um, on the classes, but I have anywhere from, you know, 20 to 40, um, depending on which class it is. Every class is a little different. Some rooms are smaller, some are bigger, but uh, they're a good size. Like my, my flashback funk classes and a lot of my larger classes, I teach in a bigger studio and we get about 40 people in those, which is a great number. Um, and then I just started this Broadway class, which, you know, I love me some musical theater and I've been wanting to do a, a Broadway class for a very long time. And so I finally added it to my schedule and the class has been at capacity for the past three weeks, which has been really cool that there's so many people who are theater just like me so it's really nice to see um but yeah every class is different I mean I actually feel like it keeps growing which I haven't quite hit the plateau yet which is nice it's just it's continuous now people there's more and more people who are you know getting getting the gusto to come take these classes so classes keep getting bigger and it's really great.
1: Well, you keep growing. By the sounds of it, you know you're learning and expanding out, and all of that. And and people like that kind of energy, right? To be around somebody like mm-hmm. that, and then you're you're doing something fun for them. So why wouldn't they want to connect with you, Frankie? <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> I agree. I I mean I think I'm awesome, but you know you never know how I other feel. I do too.
1: Oh, so if people want to connect with you, how can they go about doing that?
2: Well, I have, uh, I use my Instagram handle a lot, which is Frankie Floro, my full name, F-R-A-N-K-I-F-L-O-R-O. I I do a lot of class videos on there. Um, I also have my Instagram story up all the time, so you can see what I'm eating, see how I wake up and see what makes me happy. And I'm also on Facebook as Frankie Floro. And then I have a website with my class schedule that is Frankie Floro, all dot com.
1: Cool. Well, thank you so much, Frankie, for joining me today and sharing with us a bit about your your dream of going to LA and and what you do to inspire and connect people through movement and just being who you be. So I'm very happy that you were able to come on my show today. So thank you. Thank you. I had a good time. Awesome. And I'm looking forward to when you come up here and teach a class so I can come and learn from you.
2: (laughs) Oh, girl, you better be ready. <laughs> do I need to start training now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Get me whipped into shape in no time at all.
2: Yeah, it'll be perfect. You'll be wedding ready for, uh, you know, you've got weddings coming up too. So we're, we'll be in shape. We'll be ready.
1: There you go. Well, thank you, Frankie. And if anybody would like to contact me, you can do so at at shaw.ca. Have yourself a magical week and do something kind for yourself. Maybe get out there and do a little dance.
0: Thank you for listening. Be sure to join your host, Margo Nielsen, for another edition of Healthy Energy with Margot. We're live every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. What positive energy can you attract in the coming week?